Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. And I've got a question from David about structuring your week. Now, a few years ago, I learned something about being an entrepreneur, which I didn't know happened to me, but did. And then I realized happens to nearly everyone and no one tells you about this. And that is you've got a job. It's imposed upon you when you turn up and when you finish, you have to ask permission for everything. Please, boss, can I go to the toilet? Please, boss, can I go home? Please, boss, please, boss, please, boss. And you have this dream that one day you don't have to ask anyone permission for anything. Yes, exactly. I have that dream too, Rob. Yeah. And there's all this structure and process imposed upon you, which asphyxiates you. Listen to me in the big words. Uh, And then... It's day one of your own entrepreneurial venture and you've got a desk and a computer and you have no idea what to do with your time. You have no one breathing down your neck. There's no accountability. There's no checking in, checking out deadlines when you start, when you finish, when you can take lunch and you can spend months just in a daze going round and round and round and round and round. And some people even go, oh, I kind of missed the structure. I kind of miss the team and the people because now they've seen the other side and people don't tell you that shit because you've never managed your own day compartmentalised, booking in your own lunch, booking in one-to-ones, you know, being, this is when you submit your expenses. This is when you do this and that. You've never done that. Someone's done it for you, i.e. your employer. So it is a massive culture shock to a lot of people and they don't know how to handle it and they waste a lot of time. So that's why I wrote my book, Routine Equals Results. Uh, And that book I thought would just be a little cult book of mine, i.e. wouldn't maybe sell as many as a lot of the others, but it's actually probably my most practical book. And it basically teaches you how to build your own ideal daily structure. And the answer to nearly everyone's question as an entrepreneur or a property investor about how do I manage my time? How do I focus? How do I know what I should be doing? How do I stop distractions and interruptions? How do I get more shit done? How do I know what's making me the money and what's not? All of that stuff, the answer is a clear, structured, compartmentalised diary. Now, the paradox of that is most entrepreneurs don't want that because they want freedom. But have you heard Jocko Willink say discipline equals freedom? Well, I believe in your time management, structure equals freedom. Because you have, if you have a solid structure, you can finish at three if you've done all your shit by three. I've done most of my work by 8.30 a.m. And I have a fairly loose structure after that. So structure equals freedom. So what you do, and I'll just talk you quickly, David, through what the book does. Now, 
what I'm not a fan of is you know all these people saying, oh, well, if you want to get more done, get less sleep. Well, I find it really frustrating that there's people saying get less sleep and there's people saying, well, you'll die young if you don't get enough sleep. And then there's Margaret Thatcher and Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently living on four or five hours sleep a day and Donald Trump and blah, blah, blah. And then there's people saying the science shows that you need seven or eight hours or whatever. Well, I actually believe neither of those. I believe that we're all individual and you've got to figure out your optimum amount of sleep. And I know what mine is. And it ain't five hours because I've tried it and it just kills me. And I'd love it to be five hours and it's not. And maybe if I was less active, it might be less. And maybe if I was older and slower and had a slower metabolism, it would be less. But I'm all the time. So I need 9.30 to 5, 10 to 5.15, 9.15 to 4.45. And I've tested anywhere from 9 a.m. to 4 a.m. all the way through to 11, 11, sorry, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. all the way through to about 11.30 p.m to 7am and I've tested the longest version and the shortest version of that and I've settled on ideally for me 9.30 to 5, 9.30am, PM to 5am. Now I can't tell you that's right for you because I work so much better in the morning but artists and creatives in the night hours work better in the evening so the last thing the night hours should be doing is going to bed earlier. It's society that d defines when you should go to bed and when you should get up at when you're an employee. But actually, your optimum time for work might not be nine to five. It might be 12 to 11. And I'm a big believer that we are different and there are different types of people. And it, it's probably based on what you're used to, when you have your coffee, what kind of work you do, when you're interrupted. Because some people have got good at working at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., not necessarily because that was what was optimal for them in the early days. It was because it's the only time I could get any fucking peace. And then after a while, it's just an anchored habit because that's what our brain does. And then we just perk up at nine. I'm the opposite. I, I'm on it at between 5.30 a.m. and 8 a.m. Because 5.30, 6.30, the kids aren't up yet. So I'm not getting interrupted. And that's when the coffee shop opens, 5.30 a.m. So that's the first thing. Because if you think about it, I know this is... Everyone says it and it's kind of a bit boring, but it's got to be said. But I reckon a lot of people who I'm helping or some of my staff or some people I see and they're struggling, I think, well, you're probably not getting enough sleep. And that's probably the main factor. You're probably working too hard and you're stressed. You're probably eating like shit and you're not exercising. So if you get those basics, then at least you've ticked all those off as the reasons. So I'm a big fan of you working out what that is for you. And that book helps you go through that. It basically gives you a template of a series of tests you do over 21 days of when to get up and when to go to bed and when you're needed and when you're not, etc. So that's the first thing. Get those basics right. Then the next thing is once you've worked out your ebbs and flows and highs and lows in the day, what do you put where? And what you want to do is you want to put your income generating tasks and your key result areas in the times in the day when you are on high energy. And for me, that's 5.45am to 8, 8.30am. 
it's 10.30, 11am till about 3pm. They're the two pockets of time where I'm, on, I'm more on fire. And so I max try and maximise that time with income generating tasks and key result areas. And so they get compartmentalised in then. The next thing, and this is important for entrepreneurs because we often get this really badly wrong. We obsess over business because most entrepreneurs are quite obsessive. And so then what happens? We don't go down the gym anymore. We don't see our friends. We don't see our kids or our partners that much. And, you know, we're hustling away, but we get a bit obsessed. And then our other areas called the key life areas start to go a bit awry. And we haven't, we've only got a certain amount of goodwill in the bank where you can say to someone, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to make a living, you know. Don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. No, please support me. But, you know, there are plenty of entrepreneurs who are then divorced and don't see their kids. Now, it's not always that reason, but I wouldn't want that to be you. So a, a couple of regrets I've got. Don't have many, but one is when I got into business with Mark and we started property, I was a pretty good martial artist. I had a brown belt, a black belt, um, a blue belt, and I really loved it. And I was at the peak of my fitness at that point in my life. And I just got obsessed by business and I just stopped. And I love martial arts and it made me feel really good. And like, it gave me the outlook and it, there was the competitive element and there's the progressive improvement element. And I'm not saying oh, I'm 40 now and I don't think I could be good anymore, but I've just got out of the habit of it. 15 years not doing it. I shouldn't have stopped. I should have just made sure that the three times a week I train, let's just put in the diary and, and that'll make that a priority. So what are your key life areas? Hopefully, if you've got children, it's spending time with them. If you've got a partner, it's spending time with them and your main hobbies. And I know this sounds weird, but it's actually not. You put it in the diary. Because if you don't put date night twice a week in the diary, you'll just always find a reason why it's got to get postponed. Where if it's in the diary and there's do not remove, it's done and you'll do it. And there's definitely been years, and I'm talking years, with me and my wife where we've just lived in this parallel universe. Where I've let her crack on with her shit and she's let me crack on with her shit. And then all of a sudden, two years go, we've hardly seen each other. And we've grown, you know, we're not grown apart. We're still married and it's all good, but we've grown. This distance has grown. And we kind of recommitted maybe about a year ago to not do that. So we have, we book lunches in twice a week. We book a date night in once a week. And I know it's the right thing to do. It still sounds weird booking a date night in with your wife via your PA. <laughs> but it's fucking important. Because I'm an obsessive person and I can wake up and I've been doing something for three years and I just don't even know what happened, as many entrepreneurs are. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs who haven't been to the gym for two years and they tell themselves the reason why, why well, I'm hustling in my business. But it doesn't take much to do 30 minutes in the gym three times a week. You just have to slot it in. So key life areas, key result areas, income generating tasks, important meetings, they all get put in first. And then admin and spare time and then what you do for other people is just in the gaps. And if you follow the steps in routine equals results, the important thing is this can't be someone else's structure. This is why I, people often ask me, Rob, what are your daily habits? What's your routines? And why I haven't answered what I do from 4.45 in the morning until 
9.30 at night is because I don't want you to copy my structure. I want you to create your own based on what I learned creating mine. All right, no worries. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. It's Rob again, and this is a very important update about the new eight-day Make Cash Challenge and Supporters Week. So I launched my Facebook supporter program a few months ago. You pay a tiny subscription uh, and you get new content, meetups, uh, WhatsApp group access, Ask Me Anything Lives and various other new or non-released supporters only content. And what I did about two months ago is we launched our very first challenge. Now, dozens of people made five grand, 10 grand, 15 grand. Uh, The winner made 27,000 pounds in cash, proven cash, not just invoices, cash in six days. So coming very soon is the second cash challenge, which I've made eight days and I've updated and improved and I've got a plan for. So if you want to jump in on that challenge and get the plan and be a bit early, you'll need to go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. It's an unbelievable program for just literally a medium skinny cappuccino extra shot with almond milk and not too much milk. It's exactly the same price as one of those. I've got £20,500 plus VAT of prizes I'm going to give away, including six month access to me on WhatsApp as a personal mentorship. So bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R, jump in on the program. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.